Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, The Wretched Man Becoming a Saint. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 7, verse 14 through 25. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let's turn to Romans 7. Friends, if you don't have theology, serious Bible understanding, your foot shall slip and you shall fall even after 30 years. I have seen happening. And when I look at such people, they never had a biblical and theological interest. We need to build upon the solid foundation of the gospel. I want to say this to you. If Romans 7, 7 through 25, describes normal Christian life, or as the late Dr. Boyce said, it is describing mature Christian life, or as others have said, life of a Christian At his best, if this is true, then Paul contradicts himself in his writings elsewhere in Romans as well as in other epistles. So I want to show you scriptures and I will move very quickly making very short remarks on these scriptures. Romans 5, 1 and 2, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And that's not what we see in Romans 7, 7 through 25. There is no peace. There is no rejoicing. Romans 5 verse 17, for if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Believers receive abundance of grace and they reign in life here and now. Well, that's not what we see in Romans 7. Romans 5 verse 21. So also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace reigns through righteousness. Romans 6 2. Shall we continue in sin? God forbid by no means. We die to sin. How can we live in it any longer? This is not true of Romans 7. Romans 6 verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead. Through the glory of the father. We too may live a new life. The life of Jesus Christ. The resurrection life. 
We can do a lot of things. Because God has given us a new nature. And the spirit of God indwells in us. And we receive abundance of grace. We can do mighty things. Great things. Romans 6 verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him. So that the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Romans 6, 7. Because anyone who has died has been freed from the dominion, rule, authority, and power of sin. Romans 6, verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. That is, alive to serve God in Christ Jesus. Not serve sin. Romans 6, 12. Therefore, let not sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. We are enjoying freedom. For sin on pecare possible not to sin is the freedom Jesus Christ has given us. Exercise, friends, your freedom. And move out of Romans 7. It is not speaking about normal Christian life. It is not speaking about mature Christian life. It is not speaking about Christian life at its highest. It is a life of defeat. It is a life of no freedom. It is a life of imprisonment. It is a life of wretchedness. Romans 6 verse 13, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. This means we have freedom to obey God and disobey sin. Every believer is obedient and disobedient at the same time. We obey God and disobey sin. And don't go around declare yourselves to be Christian if we don't live by the power of the Holy Ghost, achieving something in life. Romans 6:14 for sin shall not be your master if you are a Christian. Because you are not under law but under grace. Romans 6.17 But thanks be to God. Though you used to be slaves of sin. That means no longer you are slaves of sin. You wholeheartedly obeyed. Notice the word is not believed. Obeyed. The form of teaching to which you were entrusted. We are saying every Christian is born of God. Therefore, he has a new nature. And every Christian is indwelt by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, he obeys from the heart the will of God as given to us in the word. Beautiful mind is a mind renewed by the word of God. Romans 6.18 You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Set free from the dominion and the authority and the power of sin. 
through the spirit of the living God we defeat sin. Romans 6.20 When you were slaves to sin means what? You are no longer slaves to sin. You were free from the control of righteousness. Now it is reversed. We are under the control of righteousness and set free from sin. Romans 6.22 But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the results eternal life. Holy people we are. Romans 7 verse 4. So my brothers you also died to the law. Through the body of Christ. That you might belong to another. Another husband. To him who was raised from the dead. In order that we might bear fruit to God. Fruit of obedience to God. And this new husband is able. To make us bear fruit. Of obedience to God. Romans 7 verse 6. But now by dying to what once bound us. We have been released from the law. So that we serve God. In the newness of the spirit. The new power of the spirit. And not in the old way of the written code. Romans 8 verse 1 and 2. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit of life has set me free. Shall we say together. Set me free. It's happened in the past and we are set free people. From the dominion of sin and Satan. Set me free from the law of sin and death. And Romans 8 verse 9. You however are controlled not by the flesh. But by the spirit. Holy spirit. If the spirit of God dwells in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ. He does not belong to Christ. Friends you can make any profession you want. But a Christian is one who is born of God and is indwelt by the infinite person of the spirit and his infinite power. Making you able to do the will of God and be successful in this world and in the world to come. Romans 8 verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will give Life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. The cry of the man under conviction in Romans 7. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Holy Spirit has come and is dwelling in you. And this Holy Spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Will also raise your mortal body. From the dead. The spirit of God dwelling in you. Guarantees. Your mighty resurrection. Romans 8 verse 37. Knowing all these things. We are. What is it sir? More than conquerors. Believe friends. Believe saints of God. Believe Christians. If you are defeated. Rise up. And say from this day forward. By the energy of the mighty spirit of God. 
I believe the truth that I am more than conquerors through him who loved us. So neither death nor life or anything else in all creation is not able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't come and tell me about drugs. About everything else that tempt us in this world. We are Christians. We are powered people. And we live a Christian life of victory in Jesus. Galatians 2 verse 20. Remember Romans 7 spoke about sin dwelling in me and making me its slave. But sir, there is another reality. Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. Infinite Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Always opposing finite sin. And giving us victory. Here it is. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But what sir? Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. These are not mythological statements. These are realities. Add faith to it. And you will achieve peace and comfort and victory and success in your life. Galatians 5.16 So I say, live by the Spirit. By his teaching and by his power. Live by the spirit. You will not gratify, fulfill the desires of the flesh. We are not saved from the flesh. Flesh is still in us. Sin is still in us. But thank God for the new reality. That I am a new person. And the Holy Ghost is dwelling in me. Always opposing sin and defeating sin. That's the reality sir. Galatians 5.18, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law, you are not under sin, you are not under death. Ephesians 1 verse 19, Paul is praying that, that we may have spiritual assistance, that we may know several things, that we may live a Christian life. First thing we need to know is what? The incomparably great power for us who believe incomparably great power sir you don't come and tell me I was tempted I did no sir you lived don't by faith you did not receive grace you did not receive that assistance of the spirit that would come to you had you prayed had you sought him that you may know his incomparably great Power for us world who believe. The idea is that we may live by this resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 10. If you are a Christian friends. This is God's will for you. For we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. To do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do from all eternity. It is the will of God that he will have a people. Who will be holy and blameless. Who will obey God. And if you don't obey God you are not a Christian. 
You are a nominal Christian. You are declaring yourself to be a Christian. That doesn't mean anything, sir. Unless you live an obedient, powerful, victorious Christian life. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do, to do for us, sir. Immeasurably, more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power. Come on, sir. That is at work. Where, sir? Within us. Within us, sir. A wife can do all the work wives should be doing. A father can do all the work father should be doing. A husband can do all the work husband should be doing. A Christian can do all the work Christian should be doing. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his infinite power that is at work not someplace else, somewhere else, not in heaven, in us, in us, in us. Look at Ephesians 4.28. This is speaking about a thief who became a Christian. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work. Six days a week, must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need before he was stealing. Now he's working hard. How come God gave him a new nature? How come God's Holy Spirit is indwelling him, and he is eager to love God by obeying his commandments? And he pays his own bills. And then he helps those who are in need. This is Christianity. Ephesians 6. Beginning with verse 10. Sir, finally what sir? Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And wage war against all evil. Against principalities and powers and heavenly wickedness against Satan resist the devil and he shall flee from you verse 13 therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand stand firm therefore I hope you husbands and fathers will believe what I am saying and go home to live that powerful life inspiring your wife and children to live for God. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, that's what Christians do if you are a Christian. You obey always. You obey always. As you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now how much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation, how? With fear and trembling. Josiah showed that fear and trembling when he discovered the Bible. Fear and trembling. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because if you are a Christian, it is God who works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. We will to do his good pleasure and do his good pleasure because God is willing within us, making us willing and making us able to do 
Don't tell me about drug addiction, booze addiction, any other addiction. You can let it go just like that by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's right, sir. You don't even have to have a six months treatment. If you are an alcoholic or anything else you are, Holy Ghost can deliver you instantly. We are not all if you have been stealing. Now keep stealing only four days a week. And then gradually, maybe you can steal one day a week and then come to the church and celebrate. I've been stealing seven days a week. Now I have finally come. I only steal one day a week. Isn't that wonderful? Let's everybody give him a hand. He only steals one day a week. He's a Christian. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. All things through him who gives me strength 24-7. All things, sir. All things that God wants us to do. First Corinthians 9-27 is the exact opposite of Romans 7-7 seven, seven through 25. Yes, no, I beat my body. And make my body my slave. Not body taking me its slave. I take body my slave. To do what I want the body to do. Now I beat my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others. I myself will not be disqualified for the price. That is his practice. Making the body to obey him. Now the Roman 7 man cannot do that. First Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know? That means you should know it. It is Holy Spirit's body. You have no right to abuse it. To maltreat it. To do whatever you want to do with it. It doesn't belong to you sir. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. The blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore obey God. With your body. With your body sir. 1 Corinthians 15.10 By the grace of God I am what I am. We who receive abundant provision of God's grace reign in life. He wrote in Romans 5.17 Here he says by the, But by the grace of God I am what I am. All my success comes to me by the grace of God. And his grace to me was not without effect. I ask you, you say you are a Christian. Show me, what have you done with your life? Come on now. What have you done with your life? How old are you? And what have you done so far with your life? May you be inspired to redeem the time. And produce something. That has eternal significance. 
By the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. That grace is available if you use means of grace. Some of you are seriously getting up very early in the morning. And praying and reading the scriptures that you may receive grace. And when you come to church, you are listening with all passion and attention. That the grace may come to you through the preached word. And when you pray, you pray with faith. You pray with passion and you pray in accordance with the will of God. And you know in the pit of your being that God has heard your prayer. Second Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound to you. We who receive abundance of grace shall reign. God is able. God is what sir? Able. To make all grace to abound to you. So that in all things at all times. Having all that you need. You will abound in all good work. What a great promise. Believe it. Add faith to it. And receive grace to do all things God wants you to do. Even to face that cancer. And your heart problem. To face all exigencies of life. Christian is bold and confident and positive. Rather than pessimistic and retreating. He says, I don't want to go out. There is a lion. I think there is a lion going to be there. I think it is going to rain today. Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 11. This is the word of a mature Christian. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, my troubles, my problems. I glory in it. So that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. Look at the plural. No matter because God is with me, his grace is with me, his power is resting on me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I am saying, if Romans 7, 7 through 25 describes normal Christian life, mature Christian life, life of a Christian at his best, then Paul contradicts himself elsewhere in his writings and we just showed some of these writings we get an entirely different picture we get a picture of a believer who is living a victorious Christian life so friends by way of conclusion no preaching of sin anymore Sir, you may think that I am exaggerating. And you go and listen. No preaching of sin anymore. 
No repentance, no judgment, no hell, no holiness, no purity, no separation from the world, no saving faith, no cross power, no victorious Christian life, no power of grace, no power of the Holy Spirit, no preaching of the authority of scripture. You don't see that anymore. It is sad. And so what type of Christianity people have? Nominalism. They call themselves a Christian but live a pagan life because they are pagans. Have not experienced regeneration or the infilling and baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Pentecostal power. Romans 7 speaks of, if it speaks of normal Christian life. Such view promotes antinomianism. Which says, sin more, that you may have more grace, that God may be more glorified. Even Luther, by his statement, simul justus et peccator, simultaneously justified and sinner promoted this antinomian Christianity in the Protestant church world. If Romans 7 speaks of normal Christian life, it promotes... The heresy called dualism. What is dualism? Sin belongs to the body only. Body is sinning. I am not sinning. Who cares for the body? It's going to die anyway. So sinning of the body makes no difference. I am not sinning. So sin all you want. Have a good time. You are saved forever. People may not call it antinomianism or dualism. But this is the life people are living today in the evangelical world. Such lack of preaching of sin and repentance and holiness and judgment. And Holy Spirit power etc. Produces a dead orthodoxy. 17th century Europe, you, there was the dead orthodoxy, dead orthodox Lutheranism, and people reacted against it. Pietism came up in reaction against the dead orthodoxy. A gospel without power to save sinners from their sins. His name is Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. They made it to say in their sins. But friends, let me say something by way of adjustment. What I said does not mean we are sinlessly perfect. What I said does not mean that a Christian may not sin very severely. He may commit such a wretched sin. It is still possible. So we read in 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But by new nature and by the dynamic of the indwelling Holy Spirit, the justified are being sanctified, living a victorious Christian life. Thank God for it. Let's praise it. Living a victorious Christian life here and now. We shine as light in a dark world. 
we are told you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord live as children of light let us pray heavenly father help us to cry out for regeneration help us to be filled with the Holy Ghost help us to understand the incomparably great power for us world who believe the power who works within us that we could resist the devil and he will flee from us we can make the body to submit and surrender to us that is the reverse of Romans 7 7 through 25 that because of the new nature and the new dynamic of the Holy Spirit we can live a super conquering life we can live a victorious Christian life we can live a life of holiness and life of purity that we can bring glory to your name bless your people with this truth we pray in Jesus name Amen you have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio part 2 of this message entitled The Wretched Man Becoming a Saint Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthews.